beautiful day in the seven cities, everyone. I'm Brady Parkins. And I'm Charlie Wise. And this is the Seven Stakes Podcast. We're bringing you our best picks this week for NFL end of season awards. Charlie, second episode, man. Last week we got some nerves out. I know we made some mistakes early on there. Yes, Brady, we absolutely did. <laughs> I know my uncle caught one. The Browns don't actually play the Texans week one. They play the Texans week two. They play the Chiefs week one. So thank you, Uncle Chad, for catching that. Uh, we're going to send you some money, get you a beer, your favorite watering hole there in Ohio. So we're rolling on here, starting out Defensive Rookie of the Year. Charlie, we end up going with somebody different here. All right. So we we really were diving deep into the research this week, trying to pull stats, trying to find trends, and I think we ended up doing a really great job with it. So first one that we found with Defensive Rookie of the Year, in the last 10 years there's only been one winner that was drafted outside of the first round. So if you look at the top contenders right now, that pretty much immediately took Jeremiah Wusu Koromo off the board for us. Thank you for pronouncing that name for me. <laughs> I thought I'd save you the embarrassment. <laughs> And then going on from there, um, so it's been since 2015, there's only been one winner that his team did not make the playoffs and their defense wasn't within the top 10 at the end of the season. That was Joey Bosa with the Chargers in 2016. So again, kind of took out another few players off the board for me. That was Micah Parsons. I don't expect that the Cowboys are going to be a top 10 defense at the end of the year. And J.C. Horn and Patrick Sertain I also don't think that either one of them are going to be making the playoffs. So, And that's ultimately because quarterbacks have only won this award twice in 20 years, and that was Marcus Peters in 2015 and Marshawn Lattimore in 2017. And another player I was able to take off the board, unfortunately, because I think he's going to be a great player and he plays for my team, Jamin Davis. There's never been a winner from the same team in back-to-back years, so I'm not going to bet against history here on this one. What that left me with was between Jalen Phillips of the Miami Dolphins and Quiddy Pay of the Indianapolis Colts. Both guys checked that first rounder box. Both guys, I think, will be on a top 10 defense potentially. Both guys could potentially be making the playoffs. So where I went from there, I brought up the offensive line rankings from Pro Football Focus and did a little dive in there. What I found was that Jalen Phillips, he's going to be playing five games this season against projected top five offensive lines, while Quiddy Pay is only going to be playing two such games. Additionally, Quiddy Pay plays eight games against teams projected to be in the bottom half of offensive line play. I think he's going to have a really great year. So my pick, Quiddy Pay. Right now you're getting odds at plus 1,000 on him. I like that pick. I like that pick. I had to go somewhere else with this. I take... Zayvon Collins of the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, linebackers have won this award 11 out of the past 20 seasons. And again, big thing we're touching on, the only player in the past 10 years that has won this award that wasn't drafted in the first round was in 2018. That was Darius Leonard of the South Carolina State Bulldogs. Zayvon Collins is coming in right now at plus $1,200. $100 bet pays out 1200 bucks. So reason I went with him, this upcoming season, they're looking at him. He's going to be the play caller for that defense. They had a solid offseason. They ended up going out and getting Malcolm Butler and J.J. Watt. And additionally, they already had a strong core with Isaiah Simmons, who was rookie last year, and Buda Baker, who's just solid, solid, solid team here. I think they're going to finish up in the top 10, like you previously stated, Charlie. And I love Zaylen Collins. I love Zaven Collins, sorry. <laughs> no worries. 
All right, let's go ahead and throw it on over to Offensive Rookie of the Year. This one, we went back and forth on it for, I don't even know how long, took forever, but I finally convinced you that I had the right choice. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) All right, our research in Offensive Rookie of the Year. So in 2004, Ben Roethlisberger became the first quarterback to win it since 1970. From that year forward, there's been a really big shift towards quarterbacks winning this award. I've had nine quarterbacks, six running backs, two wide receivers in that time. So it's it's really trending towards quarterbacks winning it. Those non-quarterbacks that won it, there's a pretty obvious trend with them. In the last 10 years, you've had Saquon, Alvin Kamara, Todd Gurley, Odell, and Eddie Lacy. When those guys won, none of the quarterbacks that they beat out had a winning record that season. I don't I think that with so many promising rookie quarterbacks this season, I think we're bound to have at least one that's going to have a uh, winning record, and I think it's going to be probably the guy that we ended up picking here. I agree. You, I started out, I was starting out looking at this, and my head went to Najee Harris. Najee Harris has looked solid this offseason. He's going to the Steelers, which is a great organization. They've proved year in and year out. They are one of the premier teams in the NFL. My only problem with Najee Harris is when I was looking – at their offensive line. They're only returning one out of five starters. The only starter they're returning, another hard name to pronounce here, Chukwuma Okorafor. Crushed it. (laughs) Only one offensive lineman returning to this front. You know, I just find it hard to pick Najee Harris, and especially with what you said earlier about how the only time that somebody outside of the QB position has won is when there's been lackluster QBs. And right now we've got... Trey Lance, who we don't know if he's going to start week one. We're going to touch on that here in a second. We have Zach Wilson, who looks like he's going to get this. I think he's already been the name of the starter, actually, yeah, for the I Jets. Think that's pretty much a foregone conclusion there. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence, who's going to get the start for the Jags. And then Justin Fields, who it sounds like Andy Dalton's going to be the man over there in Chicago. Yeah, Nagy doesn't seem to be coming off that one for some reason. but It's crazy. We'll, we'll see. And so another big point to touch on here is – the least amount of games one of these award winners has won is 12 games. There's been a few guys that have hit that mark of 12 games. And you were telling me earlier this week, Charlie. Start, hold on. I think started 12 games, right? Started 12 games, yeah, correct. Not, not win. Oh, correct. <laughs> <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be a great season. But. Yeah. But anyways, you know, they have to at least start 12 games to win this award typically. And something you saw with teams trading up to yeah. – go draft a quarterback what happens there yeah so if you go back to 2009 there have been six teams that traded up into the top five four of those guys started in week one if you draw it out a little bit farther there's been 10 occasions where they just trade up in the top 10 and that was you had seven of those guys were starting by at least week four that would give trey lance 13 games there so that puts him firmly in contention for the award one thing i really like trey lance here and he's at plus 600 right now the favorite obviously is trevor lawrence at plus 260 i like trey lance here if he starts out the season especially i like him because he's gonna start out the season against two teams that finished with five wins or less last season so he could build some confidence there early on he's got two receivers returning from last season that averaged 12 yards per catch or more that's brandon Ayuk with uh 748 receiving yards on 60 receptions in 12 games and george kittle who played eight games last season but he had 634 yards on 48 receptions plus i mean they've got one guy right on the edge there debo samuel who averaged 11.8 yards receptions 
on 33 receptions last season. Trevor Lawrence, the reason, even though he's the favorite, he looks like the front runner. He's coming in. He's got a new coach. And 49ers, they went through a lot of injuries last season. A lot of ups and downs. But the previous year, they were Super Bowl runner-ups. And so we're leaning heavily on Trey Lance here. And if you're a big Kyle Pitts fan, no tight end has ever won this award. Save your money. I don't think it's going to happen this year. I think a really important piece to touch on in this is Trey Lance's ability to rush. We kind of expect it to come down to between at least two quarterbacks for this award. Been only two occasions where QB beat out another QB that was also receiving votes. That was RG3 and Cam Newton. RG3 beat out Andrew Luck and Russell Wilson. Cam Newton beat out Andy Dalton. All three of those guys actually had better records that season than the uh, winner, but in both those cases, RG3 rushed for 815 yards. Cam Newton rushed for 706 yards. So it's pretty clear that those rushing yards are going to push that player over the top, even more so than your win-loss record. So if you go out to college, Trey Lance, his career high was 1,100 rushing yards. Justin Fields had 484 rushing yards, and Trevor Lawrence at 563 rushing yards. It's pretty obvious that Trey Lance is going to he's going to have probably the most rushing yards if he gets a decent amount of starts this season. Yeah, they are going to lean heavily on his rushing ability, I think, as well. Moving on to Defensive Player of the Year here. Um, we ended up coming to agreement on this one as well. Through our both of our research, we decided uh, we're going to go with TJ Watt here, who's currently plus 800. We're pulling all our odds from Vegas Insider, who gets their odds from BetMGM. The favorite in this category, Aaron Donald, three-time winner. Something that has never happened, which I think Aaron Donald's perfectly capable, but if you're betting purely based on history, there's never been a four-time winner of this award. This would be Aaron Donald's fourth time if he ended up winning it. The past, there's three guys that have won it three times. It's J.J. Watt and Lawrence Taylor. Definitely think Aaron Donald's capable. What are you thinking about T.J. Watt, Charlie? Yeah, we kind of came to that one together eventually. Uh, If you look at it, the past 10 years, you've had eight pass rushers win the award. That's a pretty big portion of it. So we kind of came down to uh, Aaron Donald, which you just kind of went over while we ruled him out. We had Miles Garrett, which I think you have a little nugget on here in a minute, and then Chase Young and TJ Watt. So for Chase Young... We kind of ruled him out because there's only been three second-year players that have ever won the award. Those were Luke Keekley, J.J. Watt, Lawrence Taylor. It's not saying Chase Young couldn't get it done, but it's just not as likely to happen. Something that made us rule out Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett was the 2017 first overall pick of the NFL draft for the Cleveland Browns. Some other people on that list, Davian Clowney in 2014 and Mario Williams in 2006. There's a few going way back, but there's only been one player, which he actually won it twice. He's a Hall of Famer, and that was Bruce Smith, who has won this award. Uh, Bruce Smith was drafted in 1985 by the Bills. He won this award in 1990 and 1996. So being a first overall pick as a defensive player, it's just a rare occasion that they actually end up producing enough to win this award. And like I said, Bruce Smith, Hall of Famer. You could think Miles Garrett is on Hall of Fame status or on track to be a Hall of Famer, but I just don't think he's going to get it done enough to beat T.J. Watt, especially with T.J. Watt's numbers. In his past three seasons, he's averaged more QB hits, tackles for loss, sacks and forced fumbles, and also deflections than 
Khalil Mack did in 2016. In 2016, Khalil Mack ended up winning that award. Yeah, let's uh, let's just hope T.J. Watt doesn't get snubbed two years in a row. <laughs> Moving on to offensive play of the year now. Uh, I know when I first started researching this, uh, my initial thought was I'm going to go with Derrick Henry here. But after a lot of research, and you really talked me down, you talked me off this cliff here, Charlie. Yeah, let's see if I can do the same for everybody else listening. So when a running back wins offensive player of the year, they've all had over 2,000 yards from scrimmage. That's rushing and receiving yards, with the lone exception being Sean Alexander, who had 27 touchdowns. And this is this is just going back to at least 20 years here. So if you kind of look at the guys that we think this season could hit that mark, it was Derrick Henry, Christian McCaffrey, and Dalvin Cook. Uh, for Derrick Henry in particular here, if you look back, there have been six other running backs that have won Offensive Player of the Year and had similar workloads. It's up well over 300 carries in a season. So let me just throw out a couple numbers for you here. Um, DeMarco Murray, he in his winning year, he had 392 rushes for 1,845 yards. Following year, he had 193 rushes for 702 yards. Adrian Peterson in his winning year, 348 yards, 2,097 yards. Following year, 279 rushes for 1,266. And Sean Alexander, 370 rushing attempts, 1,880 yards. Following year, 252 for 896. So huge drops in all cases there. So I think History is going to say that Derrick Henry is going to drop off this year. Last year he had 378 carries, probably going to be pretty significantly lower than that. Yep. And then another thing here, we were initially, we had a conversation about maybe Christian McCaffrey and Dalvin Cook winning this award. But last, we went over the schedules again, and there's only been one time in the past 10 years that someone's won this award with 11 wins or less. And that was Adrian Peterson. In 2012, the Vikings went 10 and six, and that was that was the year he finished second all time in single season rushing. You know, yeah, so it's a dominant year there. We think McCaffrey and Cook are definitely two talented players, but looking at that stat, I we just don't think the Vikings or the Panthers are going to have enough wins to really set them apart in this category. Yeah, the odds are just kind of stocked against the running back because even let's say they do hit um, 11 wins and they do even make it over 2,000 yards. In the last 20 years, there's still been seven times that a QB's beat them out for the Offensive Player of the Year award. So it's it's not like it's a foregone conclusion that when a running back hits that mark, they're going to win. So ultimately, what led us to our decision for Offensive Player of the Year and then MVP, they're both the same player, was that when a QB wins Offensive Player of the Year, it's almost guaranteed they win MVP. Yeah, virtual lock there. Only time that's ever happened to where... One quarterback won Offensive Player of the Year, and a different quarterback won MVP. Unfortunately, it was Drew Brees in both occasions. Back-to-back snubs here. We were talking about T.J. Watkins snubbed last season. Drew Brees seems like he got snubbed twice here. Yeah, I really don't understand how that happened to the guy. It's That's just unfortunate that he, he ended up without his MVPs there. <laughs> so I decided to go Pat Mahomes here. Pat Mahomes right now, the... Second favorite for offensive player of the year at plus one thousand, right behind Derrick Henry at plus nine hundred, and then Pat Mahomes is plus six hundred at MVP. So, what really what led me to this decision? Pat Mahomes three seasons as a starter for the Chiefs. He's averaged more yards per game and has a higher TD percentage than Tom Brady did in his twenty seventeen MVP season. And so to counter you, I 
going Tom Brady with my pick. Uh, offensive player of the year odds at the moment are plus 2,200, and his MVP odds are plus 1,400. We both ended up picking Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes because there's been a really strong correlation that to win those awards, your team has to finish with the best record in the conference. So we kind of went through each team's schedules. We had Chiefs and Bucks finishing at 14-3. and three. That was the highest record, respectively, in each uh, conference there. So that's why I ended up on those two guys. So I, then I kind of looked into Tom Brady's stats. I, I went from Week 10 last year. It was coming off of them getting their butts kicked by the Saints. They kind of kicked it into gear from that point forward. So through from Week 10 through the playoff season, if you took those stats and uh, ex- extrapolated them out. Big the, uh, word, rest- Charlie. Big <laughs> word. If you took those and extrapolated those out into a 17-game schedule, he would end up with 5,093 yards, 46 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. Those numbers are definitely on par with an MVP quality season. Last year as well, he had his highest touchdown percentage since 2010 when he won MVP that year, and he had his most yards since 2015, and that year he finished second in MVP voting. So there's some pretty strong indicators that he was back last year with the Bucs. Those last few years with the Patriots, he has had no weapons around him. He's got weapons now. He's he's back. I'm not rooting against this guy until he really shows that he's actually old. And he hasn't yet. And he yeah, hasn't yet. Some, somehow. I don't know how. <laughs> and that's all we have. NFL end of season awards. I mean, second episode. Feel good about the information we gave you guys. We got a lot of stuff coming for you guys this season. I'm really excited to continue to give you guys the best stats, statistics, all this information. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and we got a TikTok now. Now we're going to start having Charlie learn some dances for you guys. Oh, yeah. Can't wait. (laughs) Thank you so much, everybody. We hope to hear your feedback all over social media. Thank you so much. Have a good day. 